fan. Oh, my God! KNFL AM Fargo. Oh, good for you. Well, isn't that interesting? It's time now for the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan and 740TheFan.com. To phone in, call 237-3767, 1-888-458-6926, or you can text short code to 35270. I'm feeling so cool, top to the bottom, just cool. Watch, Conley fired into Kyle Anderson, who doesn't realize was cutting right towards Mike, so he threw it right off his shoulder. Mike gets it back, curls around a Nas Reed screen, and floats it up in it. Problem solved. Up top to Wendell Moore Jr. Off the loop, the screen. Wendell weaves his way into the pick. Stops. Looking to get rid of it. Kick out Troy Brown. Five to shoot. Troy with a right-handed jump. Toward the baseline. Fades on the top two and hits it. Wow, he had Brandon Williams draped all over him, but Troy Brown. You know, Coach, you got to play to your standard regardless of who the opponent is. Um... You know, defensively, we didn't do that much in the first half. I thought we were just a little slow, but we picked it up in the second half just enough um, to be able to impose ourselves on the game. Yeah, so all credit to those guys. But, yeah, you know, you want you can't pick up sloppy habits when, when um, you know, the game feels or seems like it's going to come easy. Those are the things where, where we've been trying to avoid. Every time that song comes on, it's about me. Stopping to the rim, layup, no good, but Zach he follows with a two-handed dunk, and we're tied at 78. Lately I've been feeling so I think it is. It's having really good players, but you know, having two really good units, and uh, you can throw either one out and they'll score a goal instead of just having one unit. If it doesn't work for that, well, then the next unit doesn't really have an opportunity or chance. But two good units, and uh, it provides competition. I'm sure here over the next week or so, I'll get some some information on them whether it's from the pitching side of things whether it's from Hank on the catching side of things I'll get some information of, of what they throw how they like to attack guys but honestly it's it's going to come down to a conversation in spring training I call my hair like an old school scene I grow up I want to be just like me Drive by Hardy and threw it away. J-Mac has got it. Two-on-one developing. Off to Shake Bilt. Driving layup is good. The score down on Omax Prosper. Seven forty, the fan KNFL, the Jack Michael Show, coming live and direct from our Gunnerson Jewelers studios here in uh, South Fargo, our location, but reach the region. Good afternoon, Manitoba. Hello, Saskatchewan, and our friends in South Dakota. And good to have you on board too. Even though it is a little Dakota's battle on the Summit League hardcore tonight, it's it's on, baby. Derek, it's on. The Jackrabbit yeah. ladies are Aaron Johnson and all that success. And and the Jackrabbit women who just have, have redefined after the old NCC Division Two day said this is our league and they're in town tonight to take on a red hot bison women. Do the Jacks still travel well? They always did. I mean, I you know, but the reason I ask that is I don't I hate they, the mirrored schedule thing because yeah. there's gonna be a lot of fans who just stay down there because we get the men tonight. But I think if I they played they, at different times, I think you would see, like, let's say the women played tomorrow night. Right. Both you know, NDSU and UND. 
Don't you think there'd be a few fans who would take in the men's game tonight? They'd make the trek up on I-29. Let's say it was a doubleheader at the Shack, six and eight. Oh. What do you think that? What do you think? What do you think that would? What do you think that would bring in tonight in Fargo? Okay, or a so doubleheader at the Betty. Hundred percent. Even though that they would get double crunched. their attendance, so <laughs> you wouldn't even have to split the gate. You would make more. Hundred percent. You got a hundred percent right on that. Derek, you got a doubleheader Saturday at the Betty, NDSU, and UND. Tell me that gate's not. I think be fun. the Dakota schools have to think about what you just said. Yeah. If they want to do this, you know, mere scheduling for when you're on trips like you were a couple weeks ago down yeah. to Tulsa and Denver. Okay, De- right. All right. Well, I'll choppy a lot of play. But when yeah, we're talking of... busing, let's go. That should be the rule. That's the history slash busing. Tonight will be the hundredth meeting. There you go. Between uh, the women, in, if you can uh, bust it, you can you, double you, it. You, you got to make sure that they are traveling together. Double the game. We just solved it. We should be yeah. the commissioners. Yeah, we should really get a hold. Get a hold of Josh Fenn. Yeah, where's <laughs> Mr. Fenn? You know, he's a sharp cat. <laughs> I think really he'll is. fix this. I mean, yeah. my dealings with him when he was at the NCHC, yeah, pretty good. sharp cat. Good. I think he'll fix this. Um, yeah, it is. And and there used to be a time where I think from the NDSU UNT match and the games, you would split it because you went, hey, two gates. Da, da, da. So there was a time when it was a doubleheader time when it was two gates, and now we're now as these two teams are in Division uh-huh. One, now they're back to doubleheader, uh, these two. You know, NDSU travels to Grand Fork Saturday, and then coming up in a not-too-distant future, UND will travel to Fargo, doubleheader, doubleheader. Uh, but, I'm yeah, right? If it's okay. a, I like the way you put it. If it's a bus and it's got some history and a little bit of rivalry mixed in there, double ahead of that night, let's blow the roof off this place. Well, let me ask you this. So if they took a bus, let's say the men and women traveled together mm-hmm. from Brookings and did you know Fargo t- tonight, or let's say they even did, if they wanted to talk about splitting the gate, Thursday, men or women, Friday, men or women, Saturday, men or women. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, with no football, no competition as far as... You got a four-day weekend of all this. Enjoy it, and they can all travel together, cheer each other on. Oh, Because, you know, when I've traveled like NDSES and stuff, you know, the men are cheering on the men, yeah, yeah, women, and vice, and vice versa, versa right? Yeah. And, and so then you have that. The families then travel together. And, yeah. and so, like, the... The men's parents get to know the women's parents, right. vice versa. Yes. That's that's the way it should be. Yes. I mean, for, my JUCO, but, you just described my JUCO uh, experience. Well, I, I lived it too, riding the bus for that one winter yep. when I did that for NDSES. That was fun. And go to the hotel room and I got to meet the parents. And, you know, you know they sit around the pool area and they would have like little, you know, before charcuterie boards were a thing, it was more or less <laughs> right. the poor man's where you got crackers, meat, and cheese out that's there. It. But, yep. but that's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think there's a lot of, I think, I think the athletes are missing out on a better experience. I think that the parents are. I think that, you know, the students yeah, obviously the are. It almost gives you almost a little bit of like a Summit League tournament feel having a right. couple games in one venue, a doubleheader kind of thing. It's good. I think it, we need to have Mr. Fenton on. We'll we'll solve we, all the world's problems here. Yeah, balance that league out. It 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 is weird how this is without minus West uh, Western. Oof. It, it is strange. It's strange when your travel partner, you you know, UND will have a one game week sometimes, and then issue will have a two game week. You know, it's like wait a minute, aren't they? Just yeah, traveling? that's it feels been a, odd yeah. with that. It's been on. a weird year for sure. Uh, for so sure, it's on. As we said, Derek, uh, tonight the shack going to be huge. I'll be at the Betty tonight, South Dakota, North Dakota. You know, UND had had that streak, too, of not w- defeating the South Dakota schools for a long time and then picked off South Dakota for the women last year. 
Uh, so we'll see what happens tonight. So I'll be there. The shack, though, if you're in the southern end of the valley, I encourage you get over the shack. Take that in. That's that's going to be a fan. That's going to be a heated matchup. It's going to be great. The men, you know, I'm pulling for Dave. You know, Dave Richmond's club. You know, they've had to overcome, and, and it's an opportunity tonight against Hindu's boys in Brookings. Uh, that's not a fun place to play, obviously, Frost, and and but it's an opportunity. And for Paul Sather's group, it's they're fun to watch. They are they are fun to listen to. That that is an upstart team that has reeled our four straight. Now that's flirting with the top of the conference, and they're in Vermilion. And Vermilion, you know, remember I was talking about that double overtime thriller in Denver, and and now they're at home. So tonight is a very I'm glad I got a little bit of rest last night. Tonight is a it's a it's going to be an exciting night. In basketball. Speaking of which, and by the way, my text club question today is going to be very, very simple. Coming up, I was at an afternoon uh, little matinee, matinee game at the auditorium there in Moorhead watching Coppers yesterday, and the women got a win and the men got a win, and it was a nice little crowd there on a three thirty on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, concessions were rolling fine. Bumped into some folks. Good to see uh, mm-hmm. that. And and uh, Michaela uh, Anderson, congratulations to her. Five hundred rebounds in a career. Pretty good number right there. Five hundred's a nice, thick, big number. That's a young lady that is that played at Century, but bloomed and blossomed a little bit later. You know, and got into college, and now is just a. A nice weapon for uh, for Coach Wagers there at Concordia. So, uh, congratulations to uh, to Michaela Anderson, uh, former Century Patriot, and the Cobbers got a sweep. So that was good. And the Wolves, ah, they beat a Mavs team in a, a depleted a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> schedule loss. When you don't have Luca, you don't have Kyrie. You, you probably it's not fair to say yes. Yeah, schedule loss. It's not fair to say. Well, you should win. Well, of course you should win. You're at home. They're without these guys, but. I mean, they're still pros, and anything probably can happen. But this is a case where the Wolves did what they should do. And more times than not this season, the Wolves have been doing now what we expect them to do. There's been a couple times where they, they, they you know, it's not all gravy, but, but they did what they should do. And then they got Orlando on Friday and Houston on Sunday. Here's my question, simple question. And I think I'm going to just angle this towards Head coaches. It's a fill in the blank today on the text club. It's it's Thursday, so we've got massive points today. We're gonna we're gonna award twenty nine points for every accepted one that feels right on the text club. And to text into the show three five two seven zero. Fill in this blank. And I just thought about this because I've got a picture of Dan Quinn. And even though that this doesn't fit into my particular question today, because I'm going just head coaches. Head coaches. I have trouble. I would have trouble seeing blank coach blank. Hmm. And we're talking about Dan Quinn is the new coach in, in the Cowboys. DC is 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 in DC. It's <laughs> in DC. He's a new head coach of the Washington Commanders. Now he, he's not. And Dan's been ahead, but he wasn't with the Cowboys. So I thought about this, Derek. We uh, it's, it's certainly on the local angle. There's a lot of shifting in coaching. And I'm not saying this isn't going to be a mark on loyalty per se. It's it's not an editorial on loyalties because, you know, everybody teach their own. You got an opportunity with more dollars or what have you or to be this. Trust me. I get it, Derek. You get that. Um, but it's this question. I could never see blank 
coach blank. I'll give you an example. I'd have a hard time seeing Vince Lombardi. <laughs> coach Washington? <laughs> coach you know what she did? Right. Yeah. It was weird you know, to see that, wasn't I, it? I so it's either present or past yeah. tense that you can use in this fill in the blank. I had or would have, or future, I guess, would have a hard time seeing blank coach blank. And across the board, across the board, name the sport, hockey, basketball, football. I guess in baseball we use the word manager. Um so, but you get what I'm getting at here, Derek. Does anything immediately there? There, as far as I'm concerned, there's one football coaching job left in the NFL, right? I think it's it's uh, what, is it Atlanta? Um, yeah, I can't remember who they hired. I think anyone, there's but... just one. Uh, I think there's just one because Seattle named Mike McDonald. I laugh and PA. He's playing Michael McDonald music. Mike McDonald, it's a great get. It's a great bit. All I ever think about when I think of my, Michael McDonald now is 40 Old Virgin, where he goes, <laughs> We have to stop playing. Okay. This. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go I, I think Atlanta is the only NFL, If I, by my accounts, I think Atlanta is the only NFL job now left. So everything else has been filled. Huh. Um, Seahawks are, uh, now have Mike McDonald, uh, the Ravens defensive coordinator. Uh, we learned today Washington is tabbed. Dan Quinn as their next head football coach, and that's a cowboy, and and he was before. I mean, there's Atlanta ties today. I mean, so some of the coordinators have moved around, my point being. That's a cowboy going to Washington, and it kind of spurred my thing. It's like, let's just stick to head coaches. I would I I would have a hard time seeing blank coach blank. Um, you know, there's a lot of movement. Not, you know, well, I think, you know, I know Raiders fans. I have a few friends who are Raiders fans. Granted, he was only with the Raiders for a couple of years, mm-hmm. but they had a tough, tough time with Mike Shanahan going to the Art Travel Broncos mm. and winning Super Bowls for mm. them. That yeah. hurt a little yeah, bit. That was tough for them. So I think there is, you know, <laughs> this is a pretty good one. Imagine if Coach K announces, I'm coming out of retirement oh, to coach the Heels. That's fantastic. That's, that's <laughs> that exactly right. That, text. What, that's an immediate 29 points given to that text. <laughs> that is a really good that's one. Exa- that's what I'm looking at. I should have even used that as an example. That's a terrific yep. example. In the day and age where, and the point being, Derek, I think we're probably acceptable. It shows you where we are in this day and age. It's like now we're not shocked anymore by a lot of movement. So that thus the question. What would shock you? Yeah, on that, on that, but that's a terrific. Game. Well, I mean, to I guess for Patriot fans out there, if Belichick ends up somewhere, if not this year, great another great down example. the road. I mean, let's say Sean McDermott, you know, all that stuff from his past comes up. You know, as you know, could you, you imagine Bills could, fans seeing that? You no, know, they saw Drew Bledsoe go from the Patriots to Bills, <laughs> but. Could you imagine, imagine that, that if he's within the conference right. coaching? Thank you. Yeah, that's another fits. It hits me right in the middle of the text club question today. Although they do sell hoodies in Buffalo, it's true. I mean, you'd be able to find a blue hoodie, <laughs> but 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 you're right on that question. The Coach K at North yeah. and, and the same that would be weird. Same token. Can you imagine if Bud Grant had decided, you know, I'm gonna finish up with the Packers or oh. even the Bears? Because I don't, you know, from I I was. I'm pre Alan Page yeah. watching, but when he finished with the Bears, that hit home with a lot. I mean, my dad that made him sick to his stomach. You know, seeing him in a Bears uniform. So, but yeah. that's, we're talking players there. But to to the coaches, yeah. 
I just can't. I couldn't see Bud, and um, I could see his breath still in Lambeau Field, and him wearing short sleeve shirts, but not wearing green and, and yellow. Yeah. Um, a tech, you like this? I would have a hard time watching Bubba coach the Jackrabbits. <laughs> well, that's pretty <laughs> well, good. That sounds like there might be a little inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. I like that. Well, I nice. think that even within, you know, for a lot of folks, that is kind of weird. Like, I think for within even the conference, like yeah. when Pat Burns went from UND and then went down to Omaha and made them relevant. You know, that's that's right. Good, nice recall. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. Um, it was weird to see Dean Blaze coach Omaha in hockey. Would have had a hard time seeing Bucky Mon coach fill in the blank. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well... It, it it was weird. It wasn't a rival of Indiana's, yeah. but it was weird seeing Bobby Knight not. Now, granted, he went from red to red as far as uniform All color. Texas, yeah. But it was just weird to see him not in you know around those candy stripe warm up pants. That uh, another thing. good call. That's a but, that's a you know um, Roy Williams jumped a little bit, but but the thing is, is we don't have many legendary coaches that are staying with one program organization very long now oh. so is it really weird to see we see I, I them gotta, jump so much yeah. now jack it's it's maybe kind of it, hard it's, to it's the point it, it you know and i'm because what was it you come in uh tasha carvel from our newsroom down the hall she comes in and goes hey my sources she's got a lot of dc sources you know <laughs> a lot of that she goes hey so i knew this earlier today she goes uh dan quinn's going to washington how you feel about that and it kind of sparked my. I'm like, oh, she's getting, she's taking a cowboy angle. And it's going against one of your rivals in the division. I said, huh. but, but then Derek put the humble pie on. That goes, did Washington look at Dallas's defense yeah. in the last couple of? Years? Go watch the Packers playoff game. Uh, Tell me if you really want Dan Quinn yeah, as your head coach. It doesn't again. hurt as bad maybe today. Here's one. Be hard time seeing Gino Oriema coaching Tennessee. Right. Oh, UConn man. legend wins. That'd be weird. Wearing, you know, the, the Vols colors. There'd be another one. I'd if so fill, it's a fill-in-the-blank text club. We have some good ones two. here before we get to JG. Okay. Um, Bo at Ohio State or Woody Hayes at Michigan. Oh, yeah. terrific. <laughs> terrific text. Um, I think Raheem, Raheem Morris got hired at Atlanta, I think. Yeah. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. That's so right. that was a late, yeah. This is a good one. The late to great Eddie Byer at Mayport. <laughs> And we have a winner. Oh, that's pretty good. That's localizing fantastic. it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Pretty solid. That's so. uh, yeah. That's see. Now my brain is now that last text just opened up a whole another avenue for me. My 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 favorite Eddie Byer story is I'm sitting there. I'm doing you know couch potato radio one night, and these guys are probably chatting up in heaven right now as we speak. But I had Jim Adelson on frequently, as you remember, right, you know, right. once maybe three times a year, and Coach Byer calls in. Well, I pretty much could have went out, gone to the bathroom, got coffee or whatever, because then those two are just chatting, <laughs> and they took over the show, and I couldn't have been more happy to give the show to Eddie Byer and Jim Adelson. It was, <laughs> it was the best. I miss, oh, miss those. I miss Jim. Miss doing that oh, yeah. TV show with Jim. When I, oh, that's good. That's really good. That's So So let that marinate a little bit today in the text club at 35270. Busy show today, Derek. Uh, as you mentioned, Garzy coming up. We haven't talked with JG in a while. He had a game last night against Penn State. Uh, tough one when you lose a key player to injury. Not to make excuses, but that's what happened there. Uh, Guardsy uh, will join us. Ryan Craft and Kate Kosabud. You know, if you haven't checked inside what the Moorhead Spud hockey team is doing, the girls, they're absolutely fantastic and on fire. And uh, we're we're coming down to the end of the regular season. We'll talk with Ryan Craft 
and uh, and Kate uh, coming up today uh, as well. So busy Thursday. Text Club is wide open at 35270. It's the Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. Minnesota. Came in, you said, if you ain't first, you're last. Ricky, I was high when I said that. I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. First, you're last. You, you can be second. He's in the Cake Eater Hall of Fame. Cake Eater. Because life's never been sweeter when you're just a cake eater. Nadal and Federer wish they were this good looking. I got to tell you, that suit looked like a piece of good God wrapped up with some have mercy with a side of pain. He's the one and only Justin Gar. Indeed, he is. And, uh,. It's good to have JG today, and I, I hope his voice is intact. Had a game, I think, last night, and and he always he, I don't know what he does to to recover and get her going, but he's with us today. And you hear him on bumper to bumper. You hear him every day, probably twenty four seven. And if you're lucky enough, you see him hanging around a gym with the kids. I don't know. Hi, JG. How you doing, bud? <laughs> I'm good. Sorry, I missed you last week. I felt bad that you both texted me last week. Oh, did you text him too, there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you were. Out of weren't you gone somewhere? So the only time I'll text, we both text because our communication's great here within the building. I'm sure you and Dan go through this once in a while too. Is if like he's uh, yeah. not in the building, so I'm thinking, okay, I got to be the one to make sure that I get. So then we both end up texting you, I like and that. I always feel bad about that. So well, you know. that, no, that's fine. I just feel bad that I had to tell you both no. Yeah. You know? And then what if I told one of you no, and then the other one yes? Oh, look at that. Hey, I'm single and almost 51 again. I'm used to being told no, so we're good. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to do that next time. I'm going to change up the answer and just leave you guessing. Yeah, no, please don't. I'd much rather be told no. I really will get into your game because you're not going to make excuses, but, uh, you know, injuries play a factor, and I think that's what's hit the the ladies there for the good. Penn State's a good club too, isn't it, Uh, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're having a good year. They're one of the the teams that you know they had six transfers. They're very old. They've got great bench scoring, and they've got an all a former All American from Maryland named Ashley Owusu, who just like joined their team kind of mid season uh, or started playing mid season, and you know can just get you eighteen and eight assists and just kind of control everything. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough month, I think, because you know months have changed. Because Mara Brown's one of the best players in the Big Ten, and they you know, she did a lot for him. So they've got they've got some work to do. They got to figure it out, um, and it's gonna be a lot different than it was the first few months when maybe they could score with some teams. I don't think they're gonna be able to do that anymore. So they've got to they've got to figure some things out. But last night was a tough one for sure. We've discussed this before with you, Justin, uh, regarding a, a basketball player that plays for Iowa. But Derek, you asked me this morning. I know you guest uh, hosted uh, News and Views statewide today for Joel Heikamp on KFGO, but I was talking about the sports, and I mentioned that 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 Caitlin Clark has moved uh, into second place, I guess, under the uh, NCAA guidelines. Before that, you know, she doesn't have the overall mark, but Caitlin Clark of Iowa has has moved in uh, to to second uh, place spot, so she's just trailing the the Plum Girl uh, who played a few years ago for Washington. Right, guards were so on that. And Derek asked me this, and it was kind of a poignant question. You said, "Is she the face of NCAA basketball? Forget the gender." Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. there's. I saw quick that yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, I asked that at JG when you were gone a couple oh, weeks did you ago too. too. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm repeating. We, but yeah, and I she mean, is. Who, who else would it be? Yeah. Would be and and part of it is because been around for a while. We have familiarity with her, and that's right. what we used to have with the men, you know, a million years ago when I was growing up, 
whether you loved or hated Christian Leitner is because you knew him for four years. Whether you loved or hated the Fab Five is because yeah. you knew him for a couple of years. Whether you, you, know, you just go down the list, Tim Duncan, you knew him for four years. Um, and the men, I think it's just so transient now that in, we see it in the ratings. I mean, we see it in the popularity that's dwindling where, you know, my favorite stat is the Belk Bowl outdrew Duke, North Carolina basketball the same <laughs> year. <laughs> you know, like that's, can you imagine that, you know, in 1994, saying that, hey, something called the Belk Bowl is going to outdraw Duke, North Carolina basketball. It's just nonsensical, but Clark's incredible. I mean, I, I I can't even say enough how well she does with all of this stuff. I mean, I'm sure you saw what happened at Northwestern last night. Yes. She got lines down the street, the cheapest ticket, $300, and obviously there's a lot of Iowa fans in the Chicago area that might be watching her for the same time, but she just, she, yeah, I know that, and I've been critical of it too, you know, there's a, there's a, Caitlin Clark show of it that everybody's kind of involved, including the officials from time to time, which bothers all of us in the Big Ten. <laughs> but that's what happens. With, <laughs> right, right. That's what happens with stars, right? Like Lisa Bluter can go do go wherever she wants on the court in Iowa City. There is no such thing as a coaching box. Caitlin Clark <laughs> gets breathed on in Iowa City. There, she's going to the line easily. Like, we just know that. Okay, so you put that away though, and you watch how she handles everything so well and you forget she is probably 22 years old and just there can't be many people in Iowa that don't have her autograph anymore that have wanted it and and I've seen that for three years you know the crowds have obviously grown but she was signing autographs you know when my first year on the job a couple of years ago and she was coming in coming up a little bit and I mean she just seems to have time for everybody she now is setting up you know meetings with you know kids that are either at the children's hospital in Iowa City or coming from elsewhere that are dealing with things just want to meet her and she's I mean, you saw her last night walk in. I mean, she's got a couple of security officers around her at all times because I'm sure she has to. But I just can't say enough good things about how well she is handling all of this that comes her way because she is a rock star. I mean, it might not even be just NCAA sports. I mean, after like the big, big, big athletes, the professionals, like how many people are bigger than Caitlin Clark right now? I mean, she's with them in State Farm commercials. It's yeah. absolutely insane. I'll throw this egg. I'm glad to use the, the term rock star in this. And and uh, not dating myself, but a few years ago when Davey, when Davey Lee left and, and uh, the Fargo board and young Jack Michaels popped in to uh, do an afternoon show on an AM radio station that was pretty hot. And I'm like, ah, how do you fill those shoes? What are you doing? The-? And then Garth Brooks came to, to, to Fargo, North Dakota. And in his, I mean, you remember that? I mean, he was off the charts yep, yep. so much that he did another show and sold that out of it, you know, that kind of thing. And if you worked in radio during that time when Garth Brooks was in Fargo and maybe you had a ticket to give away or maybe people perceived you had some, the calls that would come into the studio were, <laughs> you can get this right, it's I have this and my mother's suffering from this and my daughter's doing this and I just want to get close and I want to kind of, it's almost like when the Pope went to Denver and we simulcast with KOA and someone's like, I almost touched the Pope's kind of thing. And my question is, what does it say about us and certainly those that, that need to be inspired and filled, Garzi, by being around the presence of someone that we deem you know good and inspiring? Not to, What does it say about them or what does it say about us in regards to a Caitlin Clark, who you just laid it out perfectly on? The, does it say more about them? Does it say about us, the want? Where, where are you with that? Because it's almost got like, I remember the current books like, like, People would do anything to get close to this oh, guy, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw that with Taylor Swift down here. Like, I still can't believe I, I got to go to the Taylor Swift concert. That's like it's ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a 41 year old man, and I still think I, and I still think about it every single day. Right. Like, mostly because you see Taylor every day, right? So, but you think about, it, I go, how did I pull that off? And yeah. It's not like I uh, had a meet and greet with her or anything. Uh, you always ask the philosophical questions, Jack. You always make me think. I'm yeah. Think about this for a minute. Well, I just think in general, I think we're all even the most cynical of all of us, I think we're all moved by something we've never seen before or some type of greatness. I mean, we all have our heroes. We all are inspired by different things. Literally all of us, no matter what you get in. And so, and I just think too, I mean, one thing that's been really cool for me, and I'm sure you've seen this too, on the women's side of things, it is fun. I mean, they really, and it's because they can be more accessible because until the last couple of years, it hasn't been the rock star status that you've seen. But whether it was Nebraska a couple of years ago when I watched all the, the players from you know, Lincoln and Omaha and Bellevue and all the surrounding towns come out and sign autographs for 45 minutes after the game for all the little girls that had made the trip to Pinnacle Bank Arena, sure. to Caitlin Clark, to what the Gophers do. I mean, every single day what the Gophers do, Don Putzelite talks to them, win or lose, and they come right back up the steps of Williams Arena, and there's probably anywhere, depending on the crowd, 15 to 100 kids just waiting there to take pictures and take autographs right there on the floor, and they all do that. Um, and so that's been cool to see just on the women's side of things, like the girls that are impacted by this. And even my partner, Lynette Shokwis, who you met, Jack. Yep, very good. Know, a couple of years ago, you go back to, I mean, she's pre Title Nine. Yeah. So this is all, uh, to, to see it from her lens, too, to see, you know, how, how is it possible that there's people down the street at every arena? We call Caitlin Clark the Taylor Swift of, of college sports because <laughs> good she's example. going through and saving, well, she's saving college towns one at a time, like Taylor Swift saved the American economy one city at a time. Like, that's, <laughs> right, that's kind of how we right. joke. Um, so I like to see it from her perspective, too, as someone who all she, and I remember she when she talked, um, you'll have to remind me who she ran into um, at the BSA that was a legend up there at North Dakota State. Oh, Amy Rooley, I think, is what, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking, and she just said, we just were happy that we got to play, that we, we didn't have to play with the boys yeah. back then. And now you see what it has become where a couple nights ago, South Carolina and LSU is outdrawing an NBA game on TNT that very same night. They're playing on ESPN. It's crazy. It's, it's not crazy. her. Her it's NIL deals. I don't know what the numbers are, Margie. Maybe you do the NIL deals that that she. So so there'll be more, right? But but is it generational? I mean, will there not be more? Is is she a? You know, I know Reese oh, is more. good. I mean, LSU's got theirs, and and there's but there'll be more. More players or more for? Will there be another Caitlin Clark? Are we? Is this going to be? Oh, probably repetitive yeah, or. Yeah, I mean, maybe not to this level where she's literally. I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking like even go through on the on the men's side of things. I mean, like this this reminds me of like Zion Williamson a few years ago at Duke, yeah. right? Where he was in he was in you know Barack Obama's sitting courtside because he wants to see it. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's similar. I mean, it's similar to what Caitlin's doing. So I think, yeah, I mean, a couple times a decade you get something like this where something just come not comes out of nowhere because this has been a long time coming. But it's um it's just been it's just I mean. You know, the Big Ten likes to brag that they're the most popular sport right now and they're going to sell out the women's basketball tournament. Like, we're not all stupid. It's the Caitlin Clark show coming to Target Center a second time. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a very good point. And, you know, and, it, right. and it, like, hey, I'm doing commercials for the Big Ten tournament. I hope everybody buys their tickets at TargetCenter.com. Men's and women's are going to be here for two weeks. The basketball room is going to be awesome. But we should just say Caitlin Clark's coming to Minneapolis and you better get your tickets soon at TargetCenter.com because that's 
that's what's driving this popularity. And there's other good teams, of course. There's three teams in the top 12 right now, but there's one in the top two, and there's one that has the player of the year. Justin, what do you think is the difference between her, though, than like a – Deanna Tarazi or uh, Rebecca Lobo, or you know, I mean, because yeah, we've we, we've had some household names and recognizable faces, but there is most definitely something different here. Is it because of NIL? Because she can go and market herself more, where we can see her getting you know sideline passes to the Chiefs Ravens game because she's a Chiefs fan. Right. She's going to get overshadowed by Taylor Swift, as you mentioned. Yeah. But hey, she's there, full, of, you know, right frontal in front of all of us, even at the big game. She she might be the Super Bowl for all we know. Yeah, it's possible. I think the difference for me is the the way that she plays is exciting. And she even talked about this last night. Iowa gets up and down the floor, and she can get the rebound, take one dribble, and thread a 50-foot pass to someone who's running to the rim ahead of everybody and do it over and over again. I mean, she, she had a pass last night where she was double-teamed like 40 feet from the basket and just whipped it down the lane to their post player, Hannah Spelke, who just caught it and laid it up. Like, she, she just makes – spectacular plays, obviously the logo threes, the step backs. I mean, the fact that she can shoot it from anywhere. I mean, you have to pick her up literally at half court every single time. That's, I think, probably the difference than the players that you mentioned. And also, you know, this is the social media time, too. I mean, a lot of people, part of the reason why I think a lot of us that were in the women's game were not annoyed by the Clark phenomenon originally, but kind of like, well, there's more to it than just the logo shots. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. I mean, we've seen it with, you know, when and she you know, had the controversy last year for taunting the one player. She shoved the other player. Like, there's, You watch the whole game, it's a little bit of a different story, but the fact that we're in the social media age where everything, the second that it happens, can be clipped and, and shared online, that then feeds on itself. So that's probably different than even when Tarazi played or certainly when Lobo played in the mid-'90s when none of that existed. You were just waiting for the highlights on SportsCenter or whatever it is. The fact that you can see 50 things Caitlin Clark did last night at Welsh Ryan Arena in Evanston while it's happening, I think allows you to, you know, trend on Twitter, get going on Instagram, whatever it is, and that's that's why she's gone to this different level. The uh, we'll let guards you get going. Ryan Kraft coming up around the corner, and Kate Kosa Budmore head spuds hockey. We're going to chat on that guardsy um, as a broadcaster in the Big Ten. Uh, do you do you, do you have to temper some of it because you're in the midst of everything we just talked about here? Uh, do you play it up to the nines, even though you're the visiting team and you want to give it some respect? But I mean, again, you're no, sitting. You act annoyed. You it... act annoyed frequently. <laughs> right. Uh, uh... In Iowa City, um, <laughs> December thirtieth. Yeah, you know, they were they were obviously they were better and 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 they're better than most teams. But it does it does annoy you when it's like, okay, they're already better and we're going to give them that call. We're already better and we're going to do this. It's like. That's what you get annoyed by. I was more annoyed last year. And then you got to catch yourself because then you're coming off too whiny. I call it the Mike Grimization of, um, <laughs> of what's going on. Then you get a little too, you get a little too whiny, yeah. and then you got to catch yourself. And actually, Lynette did hit me one time last year when I said something that I probably shouldn't have. Said, yeah. Give me a little elbow, a little jab. But at the end of it, you look up, and I mean, it's so, it's so, I mean, you know, you want to be, you want to call games that feel big. Right. And, it is. I mean, there's nothing bigger than a Caitlin Clark game right now. I mean, there's, they sold out the entire season. You know, there's 15,000 people at Carver Hawkeye every single game. And like Steph Curry for the Warriors, they're there early. Like, you're there setting up your stuff an hour before the game, and they're already there because they want to watch warm-ups. They want to get close. Maybe she'll sign an autograph before the game. Who knows? It's, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, to, to answer the question earlier, will we see another one? Yeah. Probably not like this. And that's why I hope everybody's 
kind of enjoying yeah, it. It's crazy so, times. Yeah, you got to almost appreciate the time. It's like, but yeah, to that point with the Steph Curry warm up, it's it's why when I would go down and 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 watch Conseco and McGuire take BP at yes. the Metrodome. Yep. <laughs> right. I remember my uncle John. Yeah, when the Cardinals came through, he's like, "We got to go to batting practice." Yeah. Sit out in you know the home run porch at the dome. You know, it's it's 95 degrees on a July Saturday, and you're inside at the dome because McGuire is taking BP. <laughs> right. Totally the same. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, I think, and I, I'm trying to, I'm really walking on thin ice, maybe talking about this, but how am I trying to put this with being politically correct? But one thing I really like about it too, because I mean, she's. You find that way, but I like the fact that we're watching it also because it, we're not watching her for like the Anna Kornikova factor. We're appreciating what she's doing on the court. The if, if, talent if, if, she's displaying, right? It's is not. Enough, yeah, it's not our alpha male. You know, be, you know, I'm getting that JG. You know, I mean, she's. I do. I understand. Yeah, it's about the game. Yeah, it's about the game, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. It's about the talent. It's about the performance. It's about it's about everything, and yeah. um, and her team's good. I mean, her yeah. team. I thought they were going to take a step back because they lost, you know, Monica Sonano, who's a good player. Um, that was a bad take. Uh, that has not aged well. Uh, they're very good. She's got a lot of, got a lot of, got a lot of um, support as well. She's got some good players around her, and they've all played together for like 100 plus games because of COVID years and everything that comes with it. And so, it's just an exciting way to play, and that's why I think so many people have gravitated towards it. Yeah. It's like nothing against Garth, but people really like the Thunder Rolls. <laughs> the true. dance, that's, yeah. See, that's why you're Jack Michael. That's why you tie it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why you tie it up, just like that. Guardsy, what's coming up on that that powerhouse bumper to bumper program that uh, that just continues to to rise high? What what's up today? What do we got? Well, let's thank everybody, Fargo Moorhead area, for listening. I hear the ratings are good. We appreciate that. Yes, um, I do remember one time when the ratings were really good. We got those chocolate covered potato chips. Do we still have? Oh, those the chippers. Oh, I can take care of that for you. Yeah, I got some on my trade. desk actually right now, yeah. unopened, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know the address. We're gonna need some yep. chippers. You know, and we don't need like five bags, but you know, one would be good. You know, whatever. We'll figure bonus. something out. That's a good bonus. call. Yeah. yeah, a little bonus. Um, so thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate you and. Um, Sean Salisbury scheduled to join at 3.30. A lot of football today. And then Brian Billick will be on at 4.30 as well. We may open Dr. Dan's inbox. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, that's the that's the bit today. Good stuff. Guardsy, uh, champion as always. Uh, we'll see if we can connect. Uh, but know this, you'll probably get eight people texting to see if you're available next week. Isn't that's it? fine. Yeah, I'm going to give you all different answers, different times. <laughs> Jack's on the road. I guarantee oh, you'll hear from I both of us. So, yeah. yep. on, that's right, I am. All right, Guardsy, be good, buddy. We'll hear you later. Justin Gard joining us on Gard. Coming up next, Ryan Kraft, Kate Kosabud. Yeah, Spuds Hockey. Crafty. Yeah, loving that. He's ready to go. He just texted me. We're good to go. That's next on 740 The Fan. I don't know what you got planned for the weekend, but uh, Spuds Hockey, the uh, the girls are facing Gentry, and that uh, is, the uh, I believe, the final regular season game. And Derek and I have talked on this show before. Uh, I hope you're recognizing uh, some of the excellence that is in our community. You know, we talk about the force and, and doing what they're doing and various hoop teams that are rising high. The Dragon men, they've suffered some injury, but we're rising to number one. And you look around, and we're pretty lucky. we got some really good clubs, college, high school, and and uh, the Spud Girls hockey team is certainly right there leading the charge. 21-2-1. Uh, Hopefully I got that mark right. But you know what? Coach Ryan Kraft joining us today, and I believe Ms. Kosovet will also join us today. Ryan, uh, so far so good, and now here we are. We're, 
we're tiptoeing towards the end of the regular season. Take us through, for those that haven't followed or looked inside that, Ryan, uh, what is it about this year's club that is just uh, knocking some things down and, and putting pucks in the net and defending and, and everything and, and winning games? What is it? Well, first and foremost, thanks for having us on. I do have Kate right next to me here. Um, oh, great. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's an extremely unique group of, of, of hockey players. Uh, they have... They have a very high level of, of compete. They they show up every day ready to work and get better. Um, I think my favorite part is I think everybody in the locker room gets along really well. So we have a we have a lot of good things going for us right now, and we just we're just praying that we can keep the ball rolling. I tell and if Kate's here, I'm assuming we might be on a speaker. We're both are available, uh, Ryan, today. Correct. So, Kate, thanks for joining the show today on The Fan. So, knowing I told I told one of our colleagues at the station whose daughters are coming up into the Moorhead uh, program, and they're young. They're really young, you know, so they're just in that, that early part. So I said, hey, we got uh, you know, crafting on, and we got uh, Kate Kosovut on. He goes, Kosovut? And it right away goes into what Kate does with the puck. Oh, you should have saw her the other day. So two are coming at her, and she's got it on, on the stick, and then she just weaved over here and then flipped it back. They didn't even know what was coming. I love that. I just mentioned one name, Ryan. And, of your player, and I just got a whole story. Kate, uh, what a year, and obviously you're heading to the to the University of Minnesota, but right now it sounds like you're making the most uh, with your teammates of this senior campaign. Talk a little bit about the club and, and, and the ladies you skate with, Kate, and what, what's making this so special. Yeah, we've been really fortunate to have a great group of girls growing up all four years, but I think this year has been the tightest group, and I think in the locker room we create the most chemistry, and so we bring it out on the ice, and I, I believe that's what's creating our success and being able to win games. And that's why we have the record we have right now. This buzz, uh, Ryan, and we were also chatting about this, and, and, and maybe it had gone on before, but I certainly know with you, Coach, uh, that, that development, young kids admiring. We were just chatting with Gargi, our weekly uh, call with uh, Justin Gard, um, our chat, about uh, uh, women's basketball where the, the gopher uh, women and Coach Bledsoe-White, after a game win or lose, the ladies will come back on the floor and they'll sit all night and sign autographs for the younger kids that are in there. I think that's what we've got going on in Moorhead, correct, Ryan? We've got a little bit of that going on. I know the girls a few times this year have gone out and supported our 10U and 12U teams as they're uh, you know competing in their home tournaments. And you know we have, we have them get out to some practices so the girls can see them. And we have our youth night, which you know all the youth girls get to come and watch the the big girls play. Um, so I think there is a pretty unique connection there. Um, you know, certainly there's opportunities to do more of it, but we're just, uh, we're, we're, we're taking them as they come and trying to make the most of each one of those opportunities. Now, Kate, I know, I know coach Kraft, a tremendous coach, tremendous player, tremendous, all of this going on. And I'm curious from a player's aspect, when you're stacking wins together <laughs> and, and you can see that that build, and I know Gentry's coming up in the front window and every coach will tell you one game at a time, nothing's guaranteed. You haven't done anything. We've heard the speeches, right, Ryan? I mean, but it's all true. It's all true. Very true. Very true. It's all true, but it's also, but I'm wondering how it's received, Kate, by, you know, yourself and your teammates and superstars. Uh, do you take that to heart? Do you, is, it, is, it, is, is truly the next game the most important? That's the only thing that's on your mind? Well, I think at the beginning of the season, we really look forward to about this time, and we're always thinking about the future. But right now, we are really looking at just the next game because, if we win the next game, it pushes us on to the next, and I think that's the key component to not looking into the, you know, the state championship game because then you might get thrown off on your path. 
Ryan, that's a pretty good answer. That's a that's a, that's a young lady that's that's she's grounded coach. Yeah, she, that sounds like a grounded young athlete, Ryan, right there, doesn't it? Very much so. Uh, speaking of which, we'll let you kind of play this thing out. So, what can you do better? What can you be better at? What are the challenges? What are the hurdles, coach? As you move forward here, what are the things that you have to guard against? All those things that can happen when everybody's probably telling you, like me and Derek, how great you are. <laughs> you probably don't want to hear that. Uh, but what are those challenges? Well, I think right now the challenge for me as a coach is try to how, – how do we maintain the level of play that we have currently? I think we're playing really, really good hockey. We're playing sound uh, team-first hockey. Um, we're sharing the puck really well. We're defending really well. Um, and, and, and we've got our goalie rolling right now. So the challenge for me is more of, it's more on the mental side than the tactical side and just keeping them, keeping them loose, keeping them positive, keeping them having fun, um, and making sure that they're enjoying each and every day. Cause three weeks from three weeks from Saturday, the season's over no hmm. matter what. So we're just, we're trying to take every single day as it comes and, and enjoy each other and, and, and have fun and make sure that. We don't lose sight of, of what the end goal is, but make sure we take care of business each and every time out. Kate, for you, uh, you sound like you understand that too. Is is that tough to do or is it easy to do, uh, to just take each day and not look ahead? And for you, obviously, and, and you've got teammates that are moving on playing collegiate hockey, but is that hard to do, Kate, or easy for you to just take each day? Oh, it's really hard. I think we have so much potential in this team and we're really hoping to get in and praying we're into that and knowing we're into that state championship game and not being able to or being focusing on just like Saturday's game and the next game is is hard when you have so much energy and excitement to hopefully bring home some good hardware to our town that's never had it before. Ryan, last one for you. What what are you up against uh, with Gentry uh, out of the, the what section four? I guess it would. What are you up against Saturday? You know what? I don't know a whole lot about them. I know that uh, Monique Anenson, a former Spud, is their coach. Maya Anenson, a former Spud, is their senior captain. I believe first line center. But after that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I haven't really dug into them yet. I kind of take one game at a time. Like I was focused on Brainerd up until you know after the game on Tuesday, and you know I was uh, busy the last couple of days with some other personal things. But sure. You know, we'll we'll start talking about Gentry tonight after practice as a coaching staff, really start to dive into them. But if they're anything like last year, we've got our work cut out for us. Uh, I expect a, a very fast-paced hockey game, very offensive hockey game, um, and we're going to have to do everything in our power to combat that. When you've got all those wins, I'm just, Kate, I'm just going to go to the, the rare losses. Uh, tell me about the, 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 the game with Minnetonka and then the bounce-back shutout of Holy Family Catholic and then the 2-1 uh, defeat of Maple Grove. Uh, all these took place in Edina uh, during the the Christmas uh, holiday season. Uh, that that had to have been some pretty fun hockey in consecutive days, Kate. Uh, a tight loss to Minnetonka and then bouncing back with two wins, and then you've won ever since. But what was that like? Yeah, it was, it was, it was so fun. I mean, coming back from Christmas break and not skating with our team and getting, getting that type of play is all you can ask for. It was a tight, tight game against Minnetonka and playing with – some teammates that I'll play it at the U. It was a really fun experience, but we knew we had to keep going to get to the goals where we at and where we need to be. So it was really fun. Kate, don't want to put you on the spot. You, you know, your high school, your career is not done yet. In high school, you're going to be heading on to the U. But 
Uh, is there someone other than Ryan Kraft, and I'm going to give a plug to Cud, but someone that you looked up to, uh, inspired by, want to do like them? Who was it for you, Kate? Or is it for you? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. Well, um, I really idolize our former captain from Moorhead, Bria Holm. Um, she's really, she really led the path for our Moorhead program. Sure. And, you know, she's out east playing Division One hockey at um, University of Maine. And just watching her be able to succeed so far away from home is inspiring. Ryan, to that point, and, and honestly, I know you guys, and hopefully we're getting Kate out of school. I know you're a smart girl, but it's always, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna get you maybe out of a class that you're not fond of. But anyway, uh, Ryan, in the collegiate uh, game, everybody's certainly familiar with uh, with the men's game, no matter what conference they follow to. Uh, on the women's side, where are we sitting, Ryan, uh, from uh, a competitiveness? Uh, like, we see more talent. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of talent out there. Where is the women's college hockey game right now, Ryan, in your estimation? I think it's a really good game. Uh, I've watched a few games, obviously, with Bria and Olivia playing at that level now. Um, Olivia Dronin, she, they just, they have a, they have a complete package in their game now. I mean, it, it, it was five, six teams used to run the show every year, and now you're seeing a lot more parity in, in, in college women's hockey, and you're seeing the Mains and the Boston Universities and maybe some of the lesser, the Bavigi states competing with the Gophers and, and, and the upper echelon team. So I think the parity, I think that's kind of the key word when it comes to college women's hockey is there's, there's a heck of a lot more good hockey players today. And as a result, you get that parity at that level. Yeah, I like seeing Olivia go to Bemidji State. You know, my alma mater. It was, nice, it was nice, to, nice to see. But I guess, Ryan, you are pretty partial to that. You know, having that M on your jersey, whether it goes to the Spuds or UAM, that's not a bad path, I think, for both you and Kate. So I, I'm not going to say anything bad about that. I, that worked out pretty good for both you, it sounds like. So. They don't have a Raisin Canes in Bemidji? Uh, no. No, that works out pretty good for you guys. It's nice, nice that you guys have these parallel lives like that. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Ryan can just, yeah, Ryan can probably tell, yeah, Coach can probably tell Kate all the all the ins and outs. You're right. going to be so prepared, Kate. I mean, my goodness. Oh, gosh. Are you, you, looking- know, you know what's funny? Yeah. The funny story about that is, I, I, my, my young, my oldest boy Mason, who plays for the Spuds, we yep. actually took a, we took an unofficial visit to Minnesota, and I couldn't believe how much different it is now compared to when I went to school there 25 years ago. Really, it is night and day different. There's different restaurants. The buildings aren't the same. There's there's way more apartments. There's on-campus housing, which we never had. We always got stuffed in the dorms. Um, <laughs> it it's. It's like a little miniature city inside of a big city. It's really cool down there now, and I'm I'm extremely excited for Kate to be able to enjoy that experience and all the additional amenities that I got to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. that's. I felt that way about Bemidji State when I went back up there. They have an Applebee's, really. What? So, yeah, they yeah. got an Applebee's. So, yeah, <laughs> she's going there, and you know, and, and we brought Kate on today, and we could have certainly uh, had added Mar. We have a lot of phone lines and stuff, but we I'm glad we had a chance to to get Kate today. And I know, I think, uh, is Brewski uh, Quinnipiac? I mean, you got other kids that are advancing on, right? Brewski is going to Quinnipiac next year, correct? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's uh, it, this is uh, fantastic. I want to thank Greg, my buddy Greg Salvable, you know, Salvi, and, and uh, was like feeding me stuff and going, hey, what are we, we maybe get Ryan on too and we could talk some spots. I got like, yes, let's go. Let's get Crafty on and, and ever. So, Salvi, thanks if you're tuning in for that too. And Greg's uh, a good friend. and, and He's got a daughter. And, and, this is how old we are, Derek. I mean, I was calling Greg's game before he was even married for the Red Hawks doing his play-by-play. Now he's got children that are juniors in high school, by the way. 
I was out of college uh, and I was, you know, following uh, Ryan. Oh, you know, so man. Yeah, in Ryan, high school, yeah, so Ryan. trust me, I know I can, I'm feeling your pain. So. Kate, the biggest question we're going to have to build him. Do you like uh, raisin canes, Kate? Do you like, do you like the chicken? I do. I yeah. do. Right. I, I like raisin canes. And the four box combo and the caniac gal. Boy, now we're going to have to build him on that. Ryan, hey, good luck uh, coming up against Gentry. And uh, for those that, that haven't, get out there and support the Spuds as they uh, get in the regular season and then push to the postseason. And Kate, man, uh, you got a couple you got big fans here on the fans so keep doing what you're doing kate and uh, you guys thanks for the time and good luck this weekend thank you thanks for having us you got a ryan craft coach of the moorhead spud girls hockey team kate kosabud uh heading to the university of minnesota Derek, and defenseman uh, a senior she mentioned a couple of the girls the other one brewski going to quinnipiac and and that that sport you know i've mentioned britta curl she ryan mentioned a couple of players there too good to see that uh Uptick. Well, he's doing such a good job, and my you know niece played for him, you know for a little bit. And you know, you think about a guy who's been there, done that. I mean, he's bringing his knowledge of this sport. You know, playing for the Spuds, as I mentioned, and of course, going on to the U of M, and then playing for the San Jose Sharks. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, resume he's got. You don't have a lot of coaches that uh, that are. You know, you have great players that can come back, and maybe don't. It doesn't translate to coaching. But then you got guys like Ryan Kraft. I think it's hard. I think right. when you're that good at what you do, I think it's awfully hard to come back and you know go and coach you know a girls program. It's a different game. Obviously, there's not as much hitting and checking or whatever. But what he's brought to the table and, and how he's built this thing up, it, it's really amazing. This is a remarkable year, and you have to send kids out to college. It's got he's got to be kind of a, you're almost like a second father to a lot of these oh. kids and. And it's really been amazing to watch him and the growth of that uh, program over there. That's they, for sure. They've, uh, you know, and, and not to. There's a lot of good hockey everywhere, but I wanted to. We wanted to single out that today because that's you know that's well, the their final season comes season. pretty early here. So it yeah. does. What do you just say? Like three weeks, they're going to be done. Mm-hmm. And yep. hopefully, it ends in what we hope. But there's a lot of good. I mentioned the game with Minnetonka. I mentioned they've had some tight matchup. Gentry probably not going to be a pushover in a, in a four-two uh, class uh, section four. So yeah, it's all good. Derek, we've got hoops tonight on the fan and our sister station, 790 KFGO. 6.30, the pregame show in both of those, so I'll be at the— And hopefully next year, Josh Fenton and uh, uh, the Commissioner League can change that. Implement the plan that we came up with today. We're going to fix this. I loved your— You uh, and Paul are on at the same time. I I loved when you said, if you can bust it, you can double it. 100%. If you can bust it, you can double it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's. That's our million dollar idea for the Summit League. <laughs> if you can, save the Summit League, <laughs> Jack can, and Derek. Have if you come can up. bust it, you can double it. And then Saturday they are doubling it. You know, that's on the true. hoop. So that's uh, I. I should bring you back one of those pretzels from the uh, the Betty. They are. Well, they're not bad either, huh? Really good. Are they the Bavarian or the regular one? No, right? they're the regular. I like the regular. I, the Bavarian's fine. Yeah. I don't like. But the I like hard, the regular one. Yeah, I like the one that's got a little. It's got enough to bite into, so you know you're not making. And at the same time, you're not you're not making your mouth like work. Yeah. Right. Right. The yeah, better yeah. way to put. That. Yeah, you, should, you you don't want to. Yeah, you can overcook them and they're a little too crusty. That's for sure. I. You know he has good pretzel bites. Marcus oh. Theaters. They they, they oh. do some work with it. Yeah. If you go to a movie, I don't do popcorn much anymore. I'll do the pretzel bites. Many. Nice call on that. You know, first time I was Pretty in good. was it Winemere or Lidgerwood? Huh. Maybe Winemere. Where, uh, Very different, but yet the same. I learned, yes, I think it was Weinberg, where I learned that, they, that they'll put a little cinnamon on their pretzel. Oh, really? 
And I Maybe thought, a little sweet touch. Nice call. Touch to it, huh? Yeah. I, you're not a cheese guy, though. You'd rather drink more mustard. Yeah. yeah, so allergic to the nacho cheese, so I can't do that. So mustard is It's got my, a little kick to it. So. Right, the nacho stuff, on, unless it's mild. Um, I could not see Tom Landry coaching anybody else but the Dallas Cowboys. Mm, that no. would answer our text club question for today. Yeah, we had a few on there, too, that uh, were popped in here. Hold on. The Eddie Byer one, I could not see Eddie coaching <laughs> – Made for that. That was a good one. I got to admit, that was a pretty good one. Gene coaching NDSU or Amy coaching UND. I could never have seen good. that happen. That's a very good one. I like one. that That's one. An extremely good one. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve Miller at Bismarck Century. Oh, Moose Miller couldn't see him coaching like Man Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Century. I could not I see know. Fred Fridley coaching, you know, pick a school outside of Watford City. You know, the, the senior yeah. now, the, the older one. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are good. I'm gonna, oh, I'm man. I'm read those texts later today. That's pretty good. submissions on that. Thanks to Ryan Kraft, Kate Kosabud, joining us today for Moorhead Spud Girls Hockey. Thank you, JG. You can catch Justin coming up today. As he said, a lot of football talk today on Bumper to Bumper. Common Man is coming up next. Hoops tonight. I'll see you back here. Well, I'll see you at 630 on that pregame show. Common is next on 740 The Fan.